at the moment, as 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 I as I see it, it's like someone's opened the door, but we're inching in. And I think that's the best way to put it. I think we're as a as a collective, because we're so vast and we're so diverse, it's really hard to be like, all right, drag community, this is where we're going next. Because <laughs> everybody has so many different uh, you know, things that they want to do and different things that they want to discuss. And um so it's hard to come together as a community when there's so much a phobicness within our community as well so it's like hard to like break those one yeah but i i am excited about what the future may take i hope i can be part of it we'll see we'll see do you ever find that though i find that still to this day within my i think my sexuality and queerness and just the lgbtqia plus like kind of umbrella that is that i think there's so many subsectors of so many things and everybody's screaming on the top of their lungs that and then certain things just become the bystander of what that means so like let's say if you're meant to be non-binary if there is a a title a heading of what non-binary is meant to be that is what non-binary is and your own nuances and your own experiences you're like well i don't fit into that so mm. where do i go yeah, yeah i don't yeah. fit into that so does that mean i'm not it or like mm. do you find no that- i agree no, I, I agree. I, I, I think what's it called in the past couple of years, what I, this is my personal philosophy. I'm saying everybody has to believe in it. And I'm saying everybody does it. This is how I feel about it. And this is why everybody I, should live by. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's just, that's how I look. I look at, I, what's it called? I looked at myself as innately queer. Yeah. I'm into boys. I'm into like, uh, what's it called? What? You're into little boys? I never said little. So... <laughs> Run the tapes, bitch. <laughs> I said what I Run said. The... Well, what you said was bull. <laughs> okay, well, if I was there, no. Um, but no, no, what's it called? I'm into like men, males. <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> like 80 year old men? Like, yeah, if they're attractive, there's some 80 year olds who are attractive. Like, I'm no ages. Like who? Name one. The ones with the massive bank accounts. Jeff Bezos. Ding. Um, ew. But no. Um, you said ding. You said ding. <laughs> ding dog. Uh, Amazon. No, Prime. no. But you know, so like, uh, what's it called? I mean, I mean to uh, what's it called? But that's about. I look. At, I look at myself as innately queer. I don't see myself as a gay man. Um, that's how I look at it. I think I also believe that queer men and gay men are very different people. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chai with Rai. Hi, I'm your host, Rai. And if you haven't done so, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you love this podcast and are listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, or wherever you stream your podcast from, if you could do me a kind favor and make sure to rate the podcast on whichever platform you're listening it on. It organically grows the show, connects us with listeners who haven't tuned in before, and puts the podcast in top spaces for all the streaming sites. As well, feel free, and I encourage you to tag us whilst you listen to this on the TikToks, the Twitters, the Flitters, the Grams, the Pinterest, your family WhatsApp group, that creep that stalks you, or that creep that doesn't stalk you, that dude who sends you dick pics on the Gram. You know, just share it with them. You know, as I always say, it all just shares the love. (laughs) I'm so excited for you to listen to part one of two episodes with the one, the only Mahatma Gandhi. So get your cuppers ready as we dive in to part one. (laughs) 
Is this, a, is this, am I talking to the IRS? What's going on? <laughs> talking to MI6, by the way? Just to look. <laughs> mm. Mm. MI6, eh? Like, wait, oh, it's coming. It's loading. It's loading. Oh, literally. Well, we're going to start with a game which is called Five Second Rule. So basically, you have five seconds to list three things or say three things and stuff like that. That is the warm up game. And we'll do a trial run before we get into like the actual four sections of it and since i know you love playing games and your whole stuff is about it this is your first question in five seconds please list three things you do after waking up go uh brush my teeth drink loads of water and take a shit uh, almost almost <sighs> okay good 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 you got it all right your first question then is in your interview on a podcast episode, I'm Still Standing, you discuss several things about porn. And I quote when you say this, kids shouldn't be watching porn at a young age. It ain't like movies, kids. It solidifies the binary and solidifies patriarchy more. So when young kids watch porn specifically because they don't understand the beauty of lovemaking, expression and adventure. So with that in mind, okay, and taking context of fisting which you have talked about a lot as well there's yeah. three things you must do before fisting go loop up don't do it cry <laughs> <laughs> i mean speaking from personal experience i've never done it and i'm not judging anyone if i had to do it that's what i would do <laughs> i have i've done some freaky shit but i still have yet to do fisting so oh, we'll see me neither maybe I one just, day <laughs> no but i just don't get like how the whole like i'm still fascinated by rosebudding have you done rosebudding or have you known no what's that rosebudding is when they push it out and no. it's <laughs> Should we just watch porn right now? Watch like- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this episode. We'll be watching porn together. <laughs> well, there is a sex. There is a, every month. I want to do a sex episode. So if you want to be in that, and I am down. But you also talking do- to you would always be a pleasure. You're so sweet, so kind, so generous, and you're lying. <laughs> and also, what happened to the Bit and Peach um, podcast? It stopped now. Oh well, to be honest, Shay Shay is just really busy. <laughs> so like. Yeah. They haven't had any time, so I'm, I'm sure they will very soon. Got it. They've got, got so it. many different people that they need to talk to, so they're really excited. Fab. All right. You um, curated the candy shop, and you have done countless shows, lip syncs, and fashion videos, such as fashion, which I've watched like at least a dozen times. So with that <laughs> in mind, you're curating yeah. the next candy shop okay and you can have anyone and everyone like divas celebrities anything like famous people okay list three top divas or people that you would like to have in your next candy shop the world is your oyster go rihanna rina Sawayama, and uh megan stallion who was the middle one sorry i didn't get that rina Sawayama. oh got it got it got it i was like you said three yeah three I thought you said Rita Marina. I was like, that'll be it. <laughs> I was scared. I, I want to do it in time. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Rihanna, Rihanna, because like we're soul sisters because we share the same exact birthday. We're basically the same exact person. I'm sorry. Didn't you talk about it on podcast? Was it you that has the same birthday as Trump? No. Who was it? I was listening to one of your podcasts that you guys were talking. Oh, no, that's somebody else. I was watching. Do you ever no. listen to Las Culturitas? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they talk about it on there. No, I share my birthday with uh, Rihanna. We share this on the same exact birthday to the day. 
to the to the time you were born. To the moment we were we were brought into this earth at the same time. <laughs> the same she's doing very time. well. You're doing great <laughs> as well. Stop saying that. But yeah, so I would I would have her, and then I would have Rina Sawayama because she's iconic, and um, also she's blowing up. So like, if I get her now, <laughs> by the time people are gonna be like, oh my god, and I'm like, I know, I know, and then um, oh, Megan the Stallion. Oh, you said Megan, yeah. I love Megan. I think she's great. My question is, would you want Rihanna pregnant or not pregnant? I would want Rihanna at any stage in her life. About I would run. I would even want Rihanna before she was Rihanna. Like I love her. What like on, on the replay or like when she was singing on the replay? I'm talking about even like when she was singing Mariah badly when she was in school. That's how much I know Rihanna and how much I would want her. I have watched that video of that talent showcase so many times. <laughs> Oh, many times. Wait, are you a Mariah Stan? Yeah. We didn't have a sound check today, so. <laughs> you can't hear how I'm whistling, I'm whistle toning right now, but it's that high. Only dogs have, can hear. Have you watched the trailers for the Masterclass? I don't subscribe to it anymore, but I just want to watch it for the sake of watching it. I'm so excited about it. I think it's going to be insane. Agreed. Agreed. Um, in and today we're going to see Jojo, who's seen, who sang with Mariah Carey. So in a way, we're one step closer to meeting Mariah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned in a podcast and in other things before that in your previous day jobs, you used to work at a dance studio and be a stylist. And you tell yeah. a story, which I'm going to paraphrase right now because I had to skim so many things through, that you met a stylist in France, was it? With, who styles Beyonce and Gaga? And when you were talking about I'm nobody, they said to you, you are somebody now. Yeah, it was something of that story. So, with yeah. that in mind, list three bad things about Beyonce. Wait, no, say ask that question again. I didn't hear you. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Basically, took out the old drama. Basically, um, you know how you. I'm met sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. You, you can you... you can cut it. You can we can uh, redo it. No, it's raw. It's natural. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know how you met a stylist who styles Beyonce. Yeah. 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 And they said to you that you're somebody now when you get basically yeah. say to them that I'm nobody. So with that in mind, in who they style, yeah, three bad things about Beyonce's style. Go. Oh, uh, her day-to-day stylist, her hair, her clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and who she is as a person. I mean, you know, you, you know what? I, what's it called? I don't care what the beehive's going to say to me. Because Mina Kerr, she doesn't have good style. She doesn't have good fashion. She just doesn't. And that's okay. I don't need her to. She's Beyonce. She's the performer who looks, who is iconic. But unfortunately, she doesn't have the style fashion gene in her. She just doesn't. Wow, you're talking yeah, about, I said that. You're I said about the Grammys, like with Destiny Child in those blue outfits. You didn't like those? Because I think that's a pivotal. What blue outfits? The blue outfits at the Grammys. That Tina makes back in the day, Destiny's Child. I'm, I'm sorry, but Tina KOs that I'm not touching because they're amazing. They're iconic. Exactly. Exactly. Don't, don't touch, don't touch Tina Knows originals, okay? They made the 90s like everyone, what's it called? Everyone of color. Agreed. <laughs> so I'm not going to touch it. Tina Knows originals, it's fine. It's the problem that I have is every, oh, okay. Every time Beyonce has been to the Met Gala, yeah, I've never liked it. 
I've never like. Wait, what about the um, Ricardo Tichi 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 um, nude where she has blonde hair and a side ponytail? That was really good. No, and again, bad hair. What about the latex one? The latex one was really good. No, okay, didn't like it. The makeup was bad. I love a bleach brow. Was it a bleach brow she had, or she had a smoky eye? No, it was just it, she just had a, like a really light brow, and then her her makeup was really dark, and yeah. I was like. That's really, it's like, I get it. Wear it for like a photo shoot, but don't wear it to the Met Gala. It didn't make any sense. But that, red, you know, the, the fire dress. Sarah Jessica You Park. know, the black. It, oh, no, it okay. just looked like, yeah. Oh my God. I wanted to, I literally, and this is the problem. It's like, ugh. But do you feel like, I was watching yesterday's Met and I just felt like there were so many like references to old things that just kept coming up. Like Gigi Hadid's just literally looked like. Oh my God, Hadid. Gigi's was basically, yeah. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say. Gigi's was basically Cardi's, and then someone else. Oh, oh my! Don't get me. Janelle. Janelle Monet looked like a mixture of Priyanka Chopra, and who was that? Uh, we could literally go on this. Anyway, let, me finish, right, let me finish. Um, my last question, which is, okay. you have done this beautiful act. I've gotten to witness it, and I think the house blows up when you do it. Like literally, it's your iconic. It's it's basically your thing. Right, if yeah. I'm correct in saying it. Um, yeah. So, with that in mind, the legend that is Vanessa Carlton, sing three original embody Vanessa Carlton. Okay, embody you are Vanessa Carlton. You're shopping at Lidl. Okay, <laughs> list three original songs Vanessa Carlton would sing about her shopping experience at Lidl in five seconds. Go. Uh, German fricadels, mozzarella, and Tabasco sauce. Would you like to give a preview <laughs> on mozzarella, please? Yeah. In five, <laughs> six, seven, eight. <laughs> I'm not as good as she is. <laughs> That's okay. I've heard you riff. Oh, where? In one of the videos that was on Instagram. Oh my God, you are a stalker. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Now we're going to get into deep, meaningful conversations. We we're going to talk Hi. about the <laughs> experience of drag sexuality and so many things by the way i must say you have done so many podcasts and interview that was like i want to ask that question i want to ask that question fuck it out i want to ask that question <laughs> which one was the question that you're like oh damn like that's a good question i wish i oh i'm going to uh, well i think firstly i want to ask you how was your week how was oh. your day what did you have for breakfast and how is your mother I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not laughing for the question. Is there's also, um also do you still consider her to be Satan? Because <laughs> yeah, duh. Now I'm only I'm only laughing because like have you ever seen there was a show called the Morgana Show? No. There was a show called the Morgana Show, and there was like a small skit in it where these two TV like presenters like hate each other, but they act like they like each other when the camera's on. Oh, and one one of the jokes is like she's like, and speaking of bastards, how is your mother like that? So every time every time someone asks me how's your mother, I always wow, I'm triggered. Um, my week, my week's been great. No, oh my god, that's a fucking lie. I'm so sorry. My week has been so busy. Like I've been working since Monday, and like I've been in drag <laughs> since Wednesday. Literally, and like, imagine if it was like Wednesday did drag, Thursday did drag, Friday did drag, Saturday I did double drag because I do a double brunch. Then Sunday I had drag as well, and then yesterday thought I had a day off, 
yeah. didn't because one of my best friends was like, hey, I, I have a ticket to see Dua Lipa. Do you want to go? So we went to the O2. Oh, she's see in Dua Lipa. Yeah, yeah. So oh. that was really exciting. But yeah, I'm just like, I'm just reveling because I've just moved out of my mum's place. And now I live in Whitechapel, which is like really cool and all of that. I mean, and, um, a lot of Somalis and Muslims and yes, and Bangladeshis and Pakistanis. Yeah. So my question is, do you go and drive at Whitechapel? <laughs> the mosque is. Literally- I sometimes have to. Yeah, sometimes. Like, what's it called? I'll I'll arrive. I mean, what's it called? Half the time, these people are g- genuinely just like. Oh really? Who is that? And then I psychologically, I psychologically have like created this barrier in my mind that yeah. even if someone is going to say something rude or look at me weird, I automatically think, "Oh, they've seen me on TV," <laughs> which they haven't. But in my mind, I'm like, you know what? If I do that, then like I won't feel as bad, and I'll just feel a bit more like coy about it. <laughs> but that's my psychological way to like to like deal <laughs> with like that the public. Aspect. ladies and gentlemen her (laughs) and then um what was the last question oh what did i have for breakfast i'm really bad i don't have breakfast why i don't know i just don't like i do this thing though i try and drink at least two giant glasses of water before i brush my teeth because apparently that's a really good like flushing system yes for kids out there hydrate and my mom's fine i'm kind of annoyed at her actually today because like we were supposed to go and see mary poppins this week ah. and then she was like sorry i'm working and i was like well fuck you so what does your mom do she's a nurse but she's working from home at the moment um she's like because she studied in i heard again in one of the podcasts <laughs> i think you heard through the grapevine um yeah she studied she yeah she's she's you know what? It's so funny. Like, my mom is wonderful and I love her. And she's also the devil, like I said many times. Every mom is. Every parent, every guardian you have is also a demon. But, and also we are. Don't get, don't get me wrong. Oh, we're Satan's seeds. We're Lucifer. Yeah. yeah. In the words of Charlie's Angels too, I'm no Angel. Um, <laughs> okay, but, Charlie's Angels too. Because it's yes. Elizabeth Banks, and I am still in the Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, Drew Barrymore, oh. always, and Farrah, um, not Farrah Foss, Farrah Fawcett. That yeah, Farrah Fawcett, TV, Farrah yeah, Fawcett. Yeah, yeah, the TV show. Era. Or Kelly Garrett. Yeah. 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 I was. I love. I love her mom because she's very much like yeah, like independent woman doing things and stuff like that. But it's all stemmed from like quite a shitty like like when she finished university, her parents were like. Yeah, you're going to Italy, bye, and you're making money for us. And I was like, <laughs> what? And I had no idea that that definitely, like I knew she was sent to Italy to like, and then she was like, she was telling me like, I was sleeping in like the corridors of my friend's houses because I didn't have enough money because all my money was getting sent back back home. And I was like, you don't need to brag. Just, you know, get it, get it. Sad story, mom, God. <laughs> no so she's doing great though she's like she's happy i think she's i think we both are happier now that we're have a little space from each other yeah. um but i just wanted to do something nice this week and take her to the theater and see mary poppins because a friend of ours is in it so i was like cheap tickets yeah but, <laughs> but now she can't so 
What what girls? Wait, has, have you seen also Cabaret? Because that is meant to be the. I've heard mixed reviews. Well, I don't know why I'm Shay so Shay is in it, so like Shay Shay's not in it. I thought Shay Shay's in it. No. <laughs> I thought Shay Shay's in it. No, Shay Shay's all over this this like advertisement, and they're not in it at all. So then why they, are they the face of it? I don't know. It's so funny. I find it hilarious. That's yeah. That's mismarketing. We need a campaign. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We need a campaign against Shay Shay and as well as Cabaret because <laughs> Shay Shay promoted it. Did they? Yeah, it's on their profile. Oh, well, I, I think they promoted themselves in that picture. Okay. I don't think they promoted Cabaret. Yeah, basically, I'm getting cancelled. I'm trying to get cancelled out of all of this. <laughs> that's, that's what it's Very about. easy. Trust me. Five more minutes with me, and then you're done. Yeah, well, you're not going to get cancelled. We're going to talk about... I found what was interesting is we're going to dive into deep conversations now that I have been privileged enough to watch you and be around you and watch some of the interviews, listen to things. And I found this correlating theme that you have a humor in your drag. You have, and you talk about silliness and in your personality. And it kind of reminds me about a lot of female comics when they do interviews and they talk about the fact, I don't know if you ever watched Joan Rivers comedy special. Yes. And she basically talks about how, comics are the most vulnerable and like deep dark spaced people and how they mask that with humor and sarcasm and all of those things to a point where she talks about hopefully trigger warning but she basically talks about like 9-11 and rape and all those things and she's like how do you get over devastations and so many things you get over things through humor and mm. I'm not saying you do it to that aspect but you have a very humorous laughing joyful thing and I just want to know if you have been through hardships and is that a sign that you deal with it as well and how do you get to that space because as somebody who who's who loves like being in the dark and like thriving off that how do you find light and humor and silliness in certain things and joy this is better than you could do it like that that'll be great it's so funny. There's a specific TV show that should remain nameless throughout this entire podcast that asks with, that question. Always Waverly Place. Oh my god, I'm just watching that right now. Are you actually? I love that show. Yes, Selena Gomez is like a comedic genius in that show. Anyway, <laughs> we digress. We digress. But yeah, there's a certain there's a certain show where they ask you that question specifically. Where like, have you been through any? specific trauma or like hardship or like you know situation that has like affected you in some sort of way and every time I read that question really like privileged to say that I've never really been through anything that tough in my life like I that I mean my perception anyway like what's it called you know certain perceptions can change for different people certain situations differ but the way I view my life like it's been good and happy and my parents were you know were together for most of the time and even if they're not together they're still like nice to each other I've always been like in a place of bountifulness and stuff like that and there's only one scenario which affected me quite partially in the past couple of years but that does not inherently change who I am as a person and my humor and who I am you know what I mean like this this got happened it. before who I am was started got it, got it. 
right? You're referring to the roommate best friend situation. Yes, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, my best friend Jack, when, which we're now friends again. And so oh, it's all, yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. But that was a isolated situation that affected me after who I was already like had developed. So, um, but shout out to Jack Burton, love you in Berlin. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I feel like the, 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 the triggering traumatic situation really when it comes to my humor, it's kind of like, because I was, I grew up being like this quite overtly queer kid, but who didn't realize what, what that was, but they just, I was just being myself and everyone else in the room was like, well, ah, oh, look at me fashion see I was doing tartan before anyone was doing tartan and what's it called and when I was growing up I was I was a chubby kid so like you know so I do think perchance to a certain extent Joan's correct I mean long live Joan pour one out for Joan love you I also think there's a difference um there's also about uh, a defense mechanism it's not just about like oh i've been through stuff so i'm going to deal with it this way but it's also like oh i don't want to go through stuff so i'm going to deal with it this way and i think that's my type of like religion in aspect of humor it was very much like you know you're fat so don't get, you know if they're going to make a joke about it then you need to be first or you need to be on top of that do you know what i mean or if they're going to make a gay joke then you need to be funnier you need to be like you need to like you know and I think as well like what I noticed with people and just society and just like my friend circle and and my family my family my family are all about having a laugh and being silly and being hilarious and being artistic both my parents are non art like in in their work they're my mom's a nurse my dad's an accountant Mm -hmm. but their main like innate self is art so they didn't get a chance to do that so then I came along <laughs> and I was like, art, 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 did you say art? Um, and so for, for me, it was very much like, oh, the world sucks ass, you guys. This is a horrible place. We shouldn't bring more people into this world. Keep the aliens away. Stop making babies because the world sucks. So how do I then challenge that? So it became a thing on a normal day-to-day basis that I would, I would, I would be sarcastic. I would make jokes because it just was like, it's so much better to live a world where there's laughter and happiness and silliness and stupidity. And then that translated itself into my drag where I was like, yeah, congratulations. You can be a sexy hooker who does the splits. I can't do that, but I can be a sexy hooker who's an idiot. You could do the splits if you wanted to. I could not. And I don't want to. But your leg I, does go a nice way. Like you do lift it a nice way. The only splits I do are banana splits. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> also, by the way, I wanted to ask you this when you were talking about the fact that you've done drag all week. Do you tuck every time and do you go for like the whole thing? Or do you have to minimize certain aspects? Minimize <laughs> being the, the perfect word. Um, do I tuck every single week, every single day? I'm talking. I'm talking right I'm now. Right no, now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I what's it called? Well, there's um, my poor genitalia have been through it, but like they, it's more. It's more like I kind of like tucking is a very American thing. Oh, and it's very much like the the female illusion aspect is very like Americanized. I grew up 
I grew up with East London drag and East London drag is all about like letting it hang gender bending and gender fucking so it's not really about that and I think there there is a certain like aspect where it's like you can you can you know elude and like make people think like oh is she a woman but at the same time it's like definitely not you know I'm I'm some broad ass bitch so it's like you can't really tell yeah so when it comes to tucking personally it's like I wear loads of underwear to smooth out the area but I don't actually get tape and do all do that stuff and also I'm not I'm not a queen I'm what's it called I wear I wear big pads and stuff like that so I'm, I'm never like in a place where I'm in a bikini doing a number doing a number do you know what I mean like it's like it's always like yeah. I'm always like yeah. never yeah <laughs> no I'm okay but I'm you like, said you want to be a whore so like yeah but uh no I said hooker I didn't say hooker. whore all right but the potato potato <laughs> no the definitely two different things <laughs> but um but no I think in my mind what's it called as well besides that it's also because I I love I love clothes so to me like the expression is in the clothes so like there's no place where I'm just going to be wearing a panty <laughs> so watch out kids I'm not naked <laughs> You know, I was going to ask because my genuine question was, firstly, I've never talked. And secondly, my question was going to be, we're hairy down there as Asian people. So like, does that mean you're shaving every day? And like, then like what happens when like hair gets cut onto it? And like, I had so many questions and also apparently the balls go in and yeah. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, but they do. No, this is, this is the funny thing is, they do like it's just a normal reaction if you if i have you... had that it's the worst feeling in the world like oh it's not no it really is it's the worst feeling it feels like i'm about to die what about reckless abandonment that's worse mm. <laughs> no i mean like i mean this is this is the funny thing about the whole situation especially when people like talk about talking and drag yeah Half the stuff that we do in drag, it's not things that people have never done in their entire lives. Like, and it's not something that it actually doesn't like happen. The one thing I would say about drag that's worse than tucking is the corset. Because like wearing corset for a week, trust me, like my 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 insides are moving. Oh, I love wearing corsets. Like that doesn't do anything to me. Well, you're not wearing them properly then. <laughs> well, everybody. But yeah, no, just like what's it called? I'll be like sleeping and I'll be like, oh. I have to like move my body because like my like this, yeah this, yeah yeah. Did the you corsets not, are worse. Did you not hear it? How all the big girls were wearing corsets yesterday? Like all of the big girls yesterday. Oh, we're talking about the Met right now. We're just we're gonna interlink that into. Oh uh, yes, yes. And all some of them. of them were not really great looking corsets that you just have to be like. There were no. I mean, there was only one standout technically that I enjoyed. I think. But most of them, I, 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 was, I was very much like, eh. All right, let's talk about some, <laughs> um, some projects quickly that you're part of. I'm not going to go into depth with them because you have okay. already talked about them so many times with so many people. And if you don't know, to viewers who are watching or listening, just Google. Just literally Google. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about the following projects, okay? Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about Sync the Pink. Okay. The Candy Shop, Vintage, uh -huh. Karaoke uh -huh. Club, oh, uh, okay. 
is it true liars and true lovers or true liars or true lovers the dating show true love or true lies true love that's one and then the last one being queer berry bar okay so think about one two three four five uh where we met <laughs> where we met but i stalked you before so oh <laughs> i told you that no you didn't i did tell you that i okay we'll go into it later but for each project name mm-hmm. a joyful thing about them and a not so joyful thing which I basically was like the sourness of it so that can be something that could have been done better something that can be done better or an experience that made you go oh do you know what I mean rather than it be like oh that was shit a constructive thing (laughs) right okay yeah but if you want to be shady and like shit on them no no no, i'm just laughing it's just just like imagine just just say that that was shit that was shit. like imagine just like going down the ringer and just be like that's crap okay so the longest right since 2015 is when you 2015 2014 seeing the pink yeah 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 yeah. technically yeah 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 Yeah. okay start with that seeing the pink is who put me on the map so i i you know i I'm very grateful for what they've done. And it's really sad that they've said goodbye. And this year was the year that they said farewell. Yeah. We shall see kids. I don't know. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, they put me on the map because I, I did lip sync. Well, funnily enough, which will lead to the next uh, group. But like I asked Shay Shay, I was like, Shay Shay, I really want to do drag. How do I do this? And they said, OK, we'll do lip sync 1000 because that's a really great place to showcase your work and a lot of people get to see it and things like that and then i did lip sync 1000 yeah sure, sure. um that's another group i'm in uh high-waisted and um from lip sync 1000 one of the people that went to see it is someone that i knew from back in the day when i was working the door at shadow lounge in soho um and they said you, you should lounge? do missing the thing shadow lounge yeah, interesting why nothing things happen there I wonder if you saw it, but it's okay. We move on. We digress. Why do you think I change my look every year? Oh my God. Did you, did you go to shadow? It's okay. We move on. We move on. Okay. (laughs) I'm from the Um, era. I used to work at the box. So like. Oh, did you? Okay, fine. Okay. I'm, I'm from that era of doing cage dancing at the box and seeing people like doing shit. Right. I've never been to the box. I mean, now it's not what it used to be. Oh, fair, fair, when, fair, fair. When we had Cara Delevingne, Leonardo DiCaprio back in the day, like, you know. Oh my God, that should be your drag name. <laughs> what, Leonardo DiCaprio and Cara Delevingne? No, Curry Delevingne. Oh, I already have a drag name. What's yours? Raihoisha. Right. Ra- <laughs> so, of course, everybody, of course. Everybody, of course. Everybody of course. fucking wants to say J-Ho to me. So then they say Raiho. And Isha because Moesha. And I used to love Moesha, so right, Moesha. Most to that. Eight to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, okay. So what happened? Yeah, so so someone from Sing the Pink came to see Lip Sync 1000 and were like, you should do Missing the Pink. And I was like, okay. I didn't, at the time, I didn't really think about it. And I had been to Sing the Pink, but, like, I didn't fathom what was going to happen or whatever. And, um from that day i i made top three and they just invited me back every year so i you know really and truly that was like my bread and butter and then any gigs i would do 
outside of that was just kind of like, okay, now now it's time to uh, practice your instrument because when you do sing the pink, it's like it's just a lot of dancing. So that was just fun and being with the girls and just like immersing myself into that world because it was that was just so cool. It was just like very like at the time I was just like, oh my god, I don't know what's going on, and I'm just some some brown trash that they've added to the roster. Do you know what I mean? Like I wasn't really thinking, you know, it was, you know, it was a very predominantly white um, cast right. of girls, but yeah. you know, it was, so it was really like, in, in, to me, it was really important to see a Southern Asian queen to be part of their, their group. And I think in a way, what I liked about it, it wasn't, I wasn't picked because of that, but I also wasn't picked because of that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do think, a lot of the times I get gigs because people like to have me around rather than what I bring to the stage. And I'm okay with that. Like, as long as I get paid, I'm good. Which reminds me, I need to do my invoices. <laughs> do your taxes, kids. The, you know what it is for me? Like, it's not really a negative. It's probably something like um, that they missed out the opportunity with, which is like, I was talking to my friend about it the other day where... They have, the cast of people that they asked to be part of Sing the Pink are so like diverse within their talents. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like they it's a missed opportunity. There's so many different people that do so many different things. And I yeah. wish they kind of like led with that instead of it being like, I mean, I can't speak to how they decide on how they do their performances, but like a lot of the times from what I remember back, back, back in the day it was very much like, so you're a queen that's one missing the pink so you definitely get uh, a solo and I was like fair enough and then the other numbers are kind of very much like okay so we're gonna do this is the theme of the night we're gonna do these songs and then now that's how we're gonna theme it so I just wish they were kind of like oh well why don't we do like a situation where oh you're like there's one incredible drag queen who's Robin and they're um, a a skateboard artist you know so it'd be really cool to see that on stage and like, you know, someone else who can do flips or like, you know, it's very much like, I just feel like they, they didn't, but also on the same coin, we are dancing to a bunch of like fucked up, drugged up people. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really hard to be like, hi guys, watch us perform. And then you're just like, you're not really, are you though? You're not really watching. If I get this, if I get this step wrong, you're not gonna care. I'm gonna care. I'm gonna cry. Not, but yeah. like, so I feel like they, there was missed opportunities within that place, uh, within the pink and like. But I again, I thank them so much because they, I did so I much with them. Yeah, I mean, I went to Austria with them. That was really fucking cool. No, no. But I think to your last point, that's the difference between performing at like clubs, pubs, and things like that, as opposed to in cabaret or theater spaces, which are mm. curated. That yeah. Oh, but I but actually, before I forgot, my biggest thank you is that I met Ginger Johnson through them. And that's how I did Krampus and Escape from Planet Trash and Dog Show. And so, and um, Queen's Head, which was in Suffrages. Yes. So I would never have branched out to do theater and musical theater. And, you know, and that's what I want to do now. That's where I want to like start like filtering myself towards and be uh an actor but i would never have been given that opportunity if i wasn't seen within the show if i wasn't at those after parties if i wasn't at in in those conversations so um yeah i'm very blessed to have done that so bit and peach bit and peach started because lady snatch dragon evelyn tarnett and shay shay 
all three decided that there wasn't a space for Asian performers, so they should create their own. And uh, I was very fortunate to be part of that. I wasn't part of that conversation, but I was part of the beginnings of that. And so, wait, how long was that now? Like three, four years ago when it started? I think 2018. It was the year of the rat. Yes. No. No, no, wait, no, I think wasn't. it was, not it? No, Let's that wasn't the first that one. Time. Let's just say around okay, that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Year of the Rat, Year of the Pig. I don't know. One just of those years. Around 2018. It might be a year before or after. Yeah, but they started this, and I was, I'm very fortunate that I was asked to be part of it, because Shay Shay did, like, Shay Shay kind of did it weirdly. Like, they used to have a show, and they did, like, a Lunar New Year, like, all Asians cast show. And I was part of that cast and I did Moana because I love Moana. Also, Moana, the actress, I don't want to say her name because I, I always say it wrong, so I'm not going to say it. I can't remember her name. But Keep she's going. just come out as queer. Well, she's not, like in the pandemic, she came out as queer. So now, yes. to me, that song is going to mean so much more. So watch out, Pete. You're going to see it a lot more now. Have you ever watched um, Jimmy Fallon? Where is it? Melissa McCarthy does a Pocahontas. Yes. yes I really yes, badly yes. want you to do that. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have done it. I have done that, uh, that song before. And then I was like, it became a little too cosplay. And I was like, no, it's, it. not, it's not like that. It's, that shouldn't be like that. So, um, I mean, I would love to do more Disney songs in my repertoire. But we Disney shall see. Doesn't sue. Well, I don't think they will. I don't think they're going to be like, excuse me, drag queen in London. Stop it. Hey up. <laughs> um, yeah, so Vin Peach started like that. And um, I remember like being part of the shows and stuff for that. And this, the exciting thing is, really, when we started, it was like, when you look at the Vin Peach webs, um, Instagram and our family group photo was like maybe like eight or nine people. Mm-hmm. and now there's like 40 people it's like insane and it's like so cool that like we're all like in each other's lives and you know that's how i met you know that's i think that's how i met shiva i don't know but yeah but you know it's still going strong and now i'm like i'm you know them the three the three main people the um have the, the chosen ones the charmed ones uh, they um they uh you know, I, I said to them, I was like, I would love to be part of the discussion, part of the conversation. So now I'm the one who curates the Instagram. So I'm like in charge of like, you know, that artistic side of it, which is really great. And I'm also part of the conversation, what we're going to do, what we're going to achieve, how would you do that? You know, like all these different questions and answers, which I'm very like. Um, <laughs> I only say that because I have a business proposal. Oh, OK. All right. Cool. So I now know who to send it to. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And so, like, it's it's great because then we can, you know, I'm just happy to um, be a voice to what started. So I'm happy about that. I'm excited. Um, things that could change is that is that the yeah or improve. We're just in the talks. We just had like this like really wonderful, full blown conversation with someone from the Bit and Peach who's doing a dissertation on uh, a business model. So we are discussing how to create this you know, beautiful collective as a company and how we can fruitfully and professionally make it, you know, certain and correct. And I don't know how to say it, ethical? but like that's be- ethical. Yes. You know, yeah. like, I feel like, I feel like, you know, because we are all creatives that have come together 
who throw incredible shows, who throw incredible parties. It's really tough for us to ensure that every like the 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 bounty and the plenty is given to everyone. So I think that was one of those things. And I I remember like maybe like a year ago, maybe or just just over a year ago. Uh, my biggest concern was like, we were so concerned with doing such big venues and, you know, like we're going to do this show and we're going to do that. And I, and I was like, we should not disregard the small venues that we um, started in, you know, like, you know, and I, and then what has happened in that space of time is now that I'm in on the, on the other side and watching all the different uh, connections and discussions, I'm like, oh, this is why we don't do the small venues as much as we do because it's a it's a lot of work it's a lot of work i think at the moment what what's really exciting is there are a lot of changes happening and they're all positive and they're all like coming to fruition so all everything that i want to change or improve is happening so i'm like i'm like i'm happy like it's like no issues Candy shop. Oh my god oh my baby my baby candy shop but it's called candy shop (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> everyone calls it so many different things and i'm like it's this candy shop so <laughs> how do you pronounce it the candy shop the candy shop that's how i want to pronounce from now on yes so the candy shop started in 2021 and i'm very proud of it because i was getting annoyed uh about being part of like lineups and like seeing the lineups where everyone was white not necessarily just white it was just like white cis male gay men who do drag who do like who just look the same and even though I've gotten to know some of them and they're so wonderful and very lovely and very like creative and I respect what they do I do I do think that sometimes they forget how much like privilege they have and how they've like grown up in the ranks compared to all the all the all my brothers sisters and siblings who have been working their butts off and you know we haven't seen them we haven't you know we haven't even like touched the surface of the poc crust so um for me i was like i was in bed and i was given a slot at this place that i was working at carlos hoxton and i was just given a slot and i was like oh i was talking to the bit and peach and i was like oh you know we should do here and they were like mm, we don't really have the time or you know we can't really um put anything on and i was like okay fine fair and then i decided that it was my time and it was like my time to create a place for performers and i was like why not <laughs> you know why now why this firm um but uh, <laughs> So then, yeah, so then that's what I decided. I wanted to create a space where it was like for the disenfranchised. So like, you know, people of color, of course, um, trans people, AFAB queens, um, you know, anyone, anyone really that doesn't get a chance to be seen as much. And I'm very fortunate that my first ever show was with pretty iconic people. I had my besties, Asia Thorne and Dosa Cat. My other besties, uh, Cleopatra, who's a burlesque, genius and um drag king royalty prince silver so to have them as my first cast i was very much like (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) you're welcome um so and then we did so well that our very first ever show we had to double book it we have to do it twice because we were selling out of tickets and i was like 
Look at it. Um, so really cool. And um, yeah, and I created a space, not only just for the disenfranchised, not only for that, but also I'm so, I was so sick and tired of seeing all these shows where it was like, all right, and then now you go on. Okay. And then now you go on. Okay. And you go on. And now curtain call. I was like, why can't we do things together? Why can't we, yeah, you know, interlinked. interact, yeah. you know? So I created a space where, I call it like a playground for creatives where people can just kind of like, you know, think and discuss. And, you know, if you have a song or if you want to do something together, you can. And it's fun. And we you get to know each other more because we're all ships in, in the night, you know, like. Passing by, bumping. Yeah. yeah you know, isn't, isn't that the saying? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So it's like, it's a saying. It's like uh, ships in the night, you know, you never see each other. I mean, I don't know every ancient proverb out there but sure right it's not fucking ancient all right calm down get out <laughs> so um so yeah so then that's that's the main reason uh things improve so much are you kidding <laughs> things improve about the candy shop no it's but what baby. is the most difficult part like putting it on like financially talking to venues like i was talking to anthony and anthony was saying like putting a show together and managing it like talking to venues that is the hardest yeah. part like like Talking to venues is not too hard. I've been very like blessed and fortunate because of every time I've done a candy shop somewhere, it's always because I've been there. So like this year specifically was a was a, a love letter uh, to to me. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> because I did. So I I was doing you know a theater show at the Pleasance Theater, and I asked them, "Would you mind if I?" through a cabaret show here and they were very wonderful and lovely to give me the opportunity to do that so to from you know one year being in one venue to like this year being to this huge venue yeah. it was very important and I was a very very fortunate but again it's like the connection wise my biggest issue with the candy shop is financially I I, I don't want to be in a place where I have to just pay people via the tickets I want to just be able to like yeah. have the money to pay these performers the, the amount that they deserve and then any ticket sales is just extra it's just like it gives them more you know it gives them gives back to them more yeah and then time i wish i had more time sometimes because like i would love to sit in a room with them and do like a rehearsal and do, do more things half the times whatever we do a group number or we do like a duet we kind of just talk about it and then we just do it you know and so i would love to be able to be like okay let's give ourselves a day and then we can just like do all these different things. And then when you see the show, you're going to be like, God, so, it's like, <laughs> but so that, I wish I had more time. Does that happen due to conflict of schedule? Does that happen because of payment? Um, what, what does that happen due to of? I think it's a mixture of things. I think it's oh, definitely right. schedule. Yeah. Cause we all have very, booked and busy. I mean, I'm pretty free during the day. So I'm always like, you want to meet at 10 a.m. I'll do it. I'll be I'll be there at 10 30. But you know, but also I feel bad asking people and taking their time when I can't pay them. So it's a it's a bit of a conflict. I'll say, like, oh, I'll pay for an expensive studio, yeah. but I can't pay for your time. And so like things like that that I feel bad about because I'm just like luckily most of the people that I've ever most yeah, most of the cast that I've ever had for the candy shop has always been very genuine lovely people that I know so they don't mind giving me their time but I do I always feel bad because I'm just like I need to pay you got it can I ask you a question quickly which just came to my head only from yeah. the perspective of 
knowing about the business and being in companies, but never being in the the queer space as much, I think, in the specificities of what you do, which is if you're a part of Bitten Peach, I'm going to put it in the context of if I'm part of a company and I decide to do my own thing, sometimes there's conflict of interest, which company... It could be to do with venue, it could be to do with whatever it is, the business ethics or principles or respect or whatever. Do you have that conversation or it's very much a supportive space? So someone like Sing the Pink, I don't know, because that's just, they they, ha- they have their own situation. Yeah. Uh, somewhere like Fit and Peach, for instance, is something that we are currently discussing because at the moment it, ha- it has been very much like, these are the ideas now we give them to certain people to do it. And then the the main five, so me, Lily, Shay Shay, Evelyn, and Jason will produce them for the people. So for instance, let's say we had Peach Chutney that was technically been driven by uh, by Chris, you know, Mama Dosa. Yeah. And, um, but I produced it. I helped ensure that all the different things were going on. So that was, you know, that was their creative. And then I was like being, doing the business for them, basically. So it becomes the byproduct of Bitten Peach. It's yeah. You become a parent company, which kind of does. Yeah. Stuff. And I think that the moment that's the discussion that we're having in the meetings is like, how do we do this now? How, like if, if people want to go and do things and want to use the moniker Bitten Peach, that's totally fine. But we just need to find a way to, you know, organize professionally what's, you know, this is the vision statement. This is why you're doing this. And yeah. these are the parameters that you have to like, the negatives and the positives of what you need to be doing if you're producing one of the shows under the moniker of Bitten Peach. But yeah. um, but currently, currently, currently the whole thing of Bitten Peach is family. Yeah. So we're always just there to support each other. If you're not doing a Bitten Peach show, but you're part of the Bitten Peach and there's a lot of Bitten Peach people in it. Like a lot of the times I do a lot of shows with a lot of Asians in it and we all promote each other, you know? So it's yeah. all like, it's all that. And which is great. And it's all like fab and it's all very supportive. But professionally, there's no like parameters and that's what we're trying to do now. Got it. All right. Let's quickly talk about Karaoke Club and True and then Koi Pariva. Quickly. Five minutes. Quick, five, five minutes. Uh, yeah. okay, uh, fuck. Um, <laughs> fuck. Club. You got to fuck lots of people on Karaoke Club. <laughs> <laughs> karaoke club karaoke club uh was so much fun yeah. i was treated like a star and i was like very thankful about it my only regrets from that show was i got absolutely trashed and that was the biggest worry i had Dude. everyone everyone was super nice to me everyone was lovely i've got some tea that i'll tell you later about it i'm gonna say it on the podcast <laughs> but i got some tea about the people that were there but um, no, it was really lovely. And um, to be honest, like shout out to, not really shout out, but Caramel um, was ill. Yep. And that's how I got on the show. Cause I was just uh... an al- alternate. I was never supposed to be on the show. Spoiler. But um, but but uh, yeah, Caramel was uh, fell ill, so then they asked me, "Would you like to go on TV today?" And I was like, "No." Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, "We'll pay five hundred grand," and you were like, "Make a six. All right, I guess so. But yeah, so Car Car and I share uh, share lives in that respect. <laughs> um, no, it was really fun, and yeah. like um, leads to the next one. But like the voiceover of that show is Grace Shush, who was my partner on MTV True Love or True Lies. Uh, but I have no 
I mean, there's nothing I can change about karaoke club. <laughs> like I, I did it. It's there. It's done. But yeah, I wish I, I wish I didn't drink as much. I was so nervous. <laughs> I was so fucking nervous. Are you kidding me? I was like, how do you forget the lyrics to Independent Woman? How I don't. Know. Well, no, because I don't. Know, but what's it called? I don't. I'm, I'm terrible. You know what? I still don't know all the lyrics to Vanessa Carlton's "A Thousand Miles," and I've done that a thousand times. You do like, not. I'm, still, I'm making still... you lip sync later on to random songs <laughs> to check how good you I'm are. I'm terrible. I'm the worst. Are you kidding me? What's it called? That's why I only, I only do numbers of songs that I know. And even then, I'm like, not that great. But okay. like, what happened with Independent Woman was, the issue that I had with that whole section was, we have the screen with the words, but I didn't have my glasses on. So I couldn't see shit. Are you short sighted, long sighted? Long sighted. Oh, okay. So yeah, I couldn't see shit. But yeah, but it was a great experience. And I'm, and got paid loads. And uh, they, they honestly, like, I'm very fortunate because like, I compared to those queens that were on there, like you know, I I've done my I've done my dues, yes, but like they're like top notch queens, so to be in a room with them and to treat to be treated the same way they were, I hope, um, <laughs> um, it was it was it was a great experience, and I was very like, oh yeah, and shout out to Baby Lame because they they're the ones who asked me out of the blue, I was like, would you like to be part of this, and I was like, ah uh, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, That's so cool. And then, okay, then we go, and then we move on to um, to be true love or true lies, which it did with the voiceover artist, which was Grace Church. Um, I've been rushed, people. I didn't mean to talk this fast, um, but yes. So what happened? And I'll spill the tea. Nobody really knows about this, but. What happened with MTV True Love or True Lies was Gracious was asked to do it with another fantastic, incredible, iconic queen called Frida Slaves. Yeah, so they were supposed to go and do it together, but Frida got cold feet and wasn't feeling the idea of going on TV. So Grace was given a list of names and one of those names was mine. And, and they were just like, oh, of course I would do it in Mahatma, they're great. So they we did like a screen test situation to see how we acted as a couple. Okay. And the chemistry theft and um and they loved us they thought that we were we, were, we had great christmas together obviously in their minds they're like well you have a trans non-binary queen you have a brown queen and they're both drag queens and you know they're both full-figured ladies perfect shove them on tv it's never been done before no i'm just kidding mtv actually were so great they were like so nice to us and the production team were like really gutting for us to win i think they just like they were so supportive uh the show was called mtv true love true lies which was basically eight couples going to a house some of them are real some of them are fake we have to gauge as a as a house we have to gauge mm-hmm. who were the reals and who are the fakes and get rid of the fakes so that we could earn money that at the very end one couple wins oh you don't get to keep uh, any money like you get paid per episode nope because it's a competition reality show we didn't get paid well you got a son at least we didn't because it was like it was it was yeah. at certain points it was like really cold and then at one point it rained like crazy mm-hmm. uh, but no i mean like don't get me wrong i in my mind i was like it's a free trip to malta you know i had a great time and like me and me and grace <laughs> me and grace are like uh bonded and then not bonded we needed some time off from each other afterwards um but i mean yeah of course it's really intense because like, you know you're kind of like a team even though you're not really a team and at the time we knew each other and we were like friendly but we weren't friends mm-hmm. so in a way that has strength and i you know i will always be um thankful because you know if it wasn't for her i wouldn't have never 
done the show and um now we're best of friends obviously but it was it was a lot i mean it's it's a lot you have to sleep next to each other and i snore like a bastard so it's like a lot yeah i'm a big snorer people need to understand that when we were i got sleep apnea right and people would sleep apnea yeah the reason is like we don't have any we don't have any oxygen coming into our lungs so this machine what it does it just pumps oxygen and then i wake up because i have to turn off the machine yeah and then i don't have much sleep because i'm literally going like that so it's like there's no it's almost like you need to like rewire my lungs or something but you can't do that are you in a relationship no what i've never been in a relationship i am a single ass bitch and i'm happy with it what what's the longest you've dated somebody shower What's the longest you've dated? Come on, give me days. Give Literally, me... no, I've never. No, what's it called? I've been on a date, but I've never actually dated anyone. Okay, we'll get into that later. Wait, out of choice or just because? Well, if I break it down this way, yeah, I grew up in the nineties. I'm a Pisces and a hopeless romantic, Same. so that combination means that every time I try to date someone or try to be on a situation. I've always tried, so it's not me. What what day are you on March the third? Uh, February twentieth. Pisces. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and the last one was quit very well. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, skip it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh. Well, no. Um. I'm. I'm gonna get. I mean, this project took forever because, like, the pandemic and like rewrites and all these different things uh took a very long time to produce i'm so happy though with what was achieved what was done and to see the rest of the movie was like so beautiful because i had no idea uh in my mind and also when when shiva was talking to me about it shout out to shiva uh, but um when they were talking to me about it i was very much like you want me to do this like I mean, fair enough, like, there's so many different people that could have been asked and to be one of those people that, you know, was asked. And I think I think there's a blend between my work, but also my character, because I feel like, you know, that there's an aspect to that where mm-hmm. Shiva could recognize that I would be a nice person that would be part of the project. I wouldn't just be some, you know, some queen or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I am I'm very thankful and grateful that they saw that in me to ask me to be part of it. And um, no, it was such a wonderful experience. I mean, in my mind, I wish I wish I had time. Well, I did have time, but I wish I had time to like create an outfit or something for it or like really like immerse myself in my Southern Asian side or something in a way to like give back or something. But in the in yeah. that, but that's my own demon. That's that's like my own issues because yeah. like at the end. I looked fantastic. I mean, I opened <laughs> the fucking movie, so I'm like, you're welcome. But um, yeah, and the only thing um, that I would have done different was um, take me to LA. Oh, for the I was like, that took me a while for the got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. But, yeah. Question: What? Yeah. Happened- <laughs> <laughs> oh, he should. They, he, they, they should have taken all people. No, but I wouldn't. And my my biggest regret from that was meeting you i would i would think that for everybody they expected <laughs> they expected they expected somebody and literally when i got there they were like what the fuck what the fuck is this shit no you know what what's it called uh, i'll tell a lie what's it called when i when I, when I first came in and i saw you i was like who is he is he like a who? like and in my mind i mean in my mind i generally thought that you were like some actor that everyone knew and i was like oh god well look at me now me being the idiot i have no idea who this guy is 
you're too kind and I most of the time I got this what wait what are you doing here literally <laughs> do you have a wristband or <laughs> he was like oh what are you doing here and I was like you'll see <laughs> sorry no you were great you were so shout out to you because you did an incredible job in that movie I... you were so wonderful you were always like keeping high spirits having a laugh which is great because like it's such a long fucking day during the shoots like that especially when I was cracking up yeah <laughs> no you were great you did a great job Thank you. But literally, I did nothing. It's Shiva. I always say this. You know this as well. Like, I think you yeah. would appreciate this when you curate or when you produce something. It's so many voices behind the scenes that whenever people are like, they see a picture, they're like, oh my God, you did so much. And I'm like, I barely did nothing. The chunk of what goes behind is like, yeah. So I think like it's Shiva and everybody else. Well, everyone, that brings us to an end of my double chat with the one and only Mahatma Gandhi. I want to thank them for their time. I want to thank them for the love, for the generosity of everything that they gave in this episode. All of the information about the guest, myself and the show will be listed in the bio. Make sure to follow, share, comment and subscribe. Show us all some love because isn't that what we want at the end of the day? Some love. Your support really helps the show and the message of it grow and the people that are on here. Thank you again. And as I always say, breathe in, breathe out. I must go, which means now I must go. I own that that is copyrighted and I will sue. <laughs> Joking. Have a great one and stay curious. Till next time. <laughs>